Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Thank you. <clears throat> just quick, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's fine. Horns up, talking Texas podcast. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, and Alex Tossman the Rock to Sopwas. We lost, so get your horns up, cause here we go. Horns up, talking Texas podcast. It's in games that have the, the head coaches lost in Texas history by one score. Eighty-two percent of the games that Sark has lost has been by one score. Okay. If you look at this game, if I told you that a Texas defense would have six sacks, 14 tackles for a loss against the number four team in the nation, one of the most high-powered offenses in the Big 12, an offense that could do a myriad of different things, would you have said we won or lost the game? How about this? Let me add one other thing in there. Do it. Sure. A team... That finally scored more points in the second half than they did in the first half, too. This yes. is the this is the first time we've done that this season. Have we gotten shut out in the first half? No. In the last ten years? I'm sure. I actually don't know. Offensively, the, the like what I reminisce about and, and think about when I watched the the game on Saturday was our really early days in college when we were between uh Case and David and Ash. David Ash. Yeah. Where we were really struggling to put any sort of points on the board. Which is crazy because it's like if you feel like you're struggling, give it to your Heisman candidate. You didn't have any catches this game. None. The only only three guys had catch. I mean, Billingsley had the drop. Nothing from Kane. Nothing from Red, who we saw the week before. Well, three three crucial drops early in this game. Sanders and Billingsley had and, each one. And Worthy had a drop too. Yeah. Yeah. All catchable balls. It, it just seemed like the focus wasn't there. Yeah. Um, especially if you're getting blanked in the first half. And look, TCU is a good team. They're undefeated. Number four team in the nation. I, I'm honestly might be a bad Texas fan here, but I'm kind of pulling for them to go all the way. At this point? Be, I think it'd be really cool to see. Um, they deserve it. But sucks for Gary Patterson, who thought that this was going to be a game where he can smack his old team up. And look, I, I think... They played great defense. Yeah. You held them to 17 points. I just do not and understand we, how you have your guy, Quinn Ewers, not playing to any potential that you thought he would be. The defense gave up 17, and they scored seven on the scoop right. and score. Right. So their offense didn't score any, any, any touchdowns themselves. And they got – what I don't understand is there was like a, a third or fourth down wildcat dumb – there was, we were like, first and goal, Roshan was in the game. I love Roshan. First and goal, Ro second goal, Roshan's still in the game. And third and goal, okay, now you bring in Bijan to not even use him. Is he or is he not our best player? He is for sure. But he's the best player in college football. Uh, there are draft boards, multiple draft boards, that have him number one in the NFL 
talent pool. He's, in my opinion, not the best offensive player in college football, but he's up there, of course, as far as running backs goes. He's probably he's a he's a top running back, I would say, as far as talent. Twelve carries, zero catches. How do you only get the ball? And it's not like he's a wide receiver where you could really only throw and maybe an end around or two. You can get the ball to Bijan in so many different ways. How does the only way he get the football 12 carries and that's it? How does he not have five catches? Okay, the run's not working. They're stacking the box. How are you not hitting him in the flat? How are you not hitting him on a wheel route? I say it every week. Sark needs to stop calling the plays. I mean, he. I don't get why so many of the plays were, hey, Worthy, you try to beat the deepest guy, and we're just going to bomb at you and overthrow you. It looked like a very desperate game. When it didn't need to be. The game we were was a seven-point favorite. It's not even about being favorites, dude. It's about, like, we were in the game pretty much the entire the whole time. We had a chance at the end to tie it. Like, we had multiple times where we were in the red zone, multiple times where it was goal, and the, the offense can't score a point. This is an offense. Yeah, the OU defense, the OU offense stunk. But like their defense means Venables. We put up a boatload of points against them. We put up a boatload of points against Kansas State. All of a sudden, the offense gets pretty much blanked outside of a field goal. Like it was just a pathetic game all around. Once again, you know the another team playing Texas's offense schemed to make Quinn Ewers beat them, and they were successful. Yeah, the, they loaded the box for Bijan. They were not going to let. They were not going to lose that game on on account of Bijan's running ability. And at a certain point, you're right, Josh. There are multiple ways to get him the ball. I saw something in the Cowboys game that I thought was really really clever. Actually, they they threw Tony Pollard on the outside and threw a little bubble screen and had two wide receivers block for him. Of course, NFL wide receivers typically are better blockers oh, yeah. than college wide They're receivers. But still, it was just a, it was an wit. interesting way to to get him the football and. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's a shame really because when you you're watching the game as a fan and you're seeing your defense and you're like yes, another great stop by the defense. All right, offense, you don't even have to do much. Just do something. I think in the first half it was tough because we were playing the field position game and TCU certainly won that battle. Right? But yeah. when we got that field goal, how did we get the ball? Was it off of a turnover? Mm, I don't remember off the top of my head. It was at that point. It must have been four or five beers deep. They <laughs> look. I mean, surprised it wasn't more. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I had switched to something hard after the halftime. It, the no look. The thing is, was with this defense is like you. They, you couldn't have outside the Miller seventy-five yard run. What else can you ask? It's like one of the better defensive games we've seen them play in our, in our tenure all season and in our tenure since yeah, we've gone true. there. Like six sacks. 88 Sorrell was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They, they Day had a great game. I mean, Duggan like, had he had negative 40 yards rushing. He had he had under 150 passing. Outside of outside but he, of but the you broken, know what though? But I but I thought he court he quarterbacked a good game though. Solid. He had that one another broken. They're two I'm saying broken in, plays. In, in comparison to what Quinn was doing on the opposite side. I mean, trying to he do just, too, he, too much. He He's basically said on every big throw that they made, it was I'm gonna I'm gonna let Quinn Johnston make a play here, and I'm gonna put him in a position where he can succeed. Right. Yeah, there's also an instance where Cook, who was the deepest guy, fell off of Johnson, and had him an easy touchdown. Yeah, that 
That was a blown So coverage. a broken play, the 75-yard run. Outside of that, they have three points as well on offense. So those you could point to two plays that were, that were just unfortunate situations. And look, if those are the only two times they're scoring on offense for, for, for touchdowns, you could give them a, a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Is Quinn hurt? Is this what That's it is? That's what I was thinking. I don't know, dude. Because, I mean, his shoulder injury that he, that he had in the Bama game, it seemed like it would keep him out for a long time, but it was not his non-throwing shoulder. But still, like, if your body's not right, like, we've been seeing it with Justin Herbert all season long. Like, he doesn't look like he's the same guy that he was last season because he had the rib injury. Some of it, yeah, I, I bet some of it's mental, right? I think, like, the last two weeks I've been a little critical of him not being willing to tuck and run. He and, had one run in the game that was solid. But I didn't even feel like he, like his burst wasn't really there. Right. Like it wasn't necessarily confident. It was just such a wide well, open gap. Do you think like, we would have won with Hudson? I don't know. It's hard to say. But I would have loved to have you, seen him get a shot. You also have to consider as well that once you get hurt like that in a season, that's in the back of your mind all season long. For I don't sure. want it to happen again. Right? So when that pocket is collapsing and you're feeling the pressure, you're just trying to get the ball out as quickly as possible and that forces Aaron throws. Yeah. I thought. I that, mean, but they, but where they have these guys beat multiple times, where he just zinged it to the to the stands. Yeah, he pretty much threw it to the student section. Yeah, he's got point. the yips right now. Oh my god, his deep ball is nowhere to be found. It's 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 like Chuck Knoblock yips. Like his deep ball, the guy, and he we saw him exemplify a good deep ball in previous games. He just can't see it down there. I mean, like perfect NFL level throws. Yeah, intermediate deep. And short passing in. Uh, I'm like sick to my stomach about all the, all the I, hype about the recruits, all the talk now at the bar and, and watching the game was is Arch going to start next year? And then this is like, and I said at the beginning of the year, Arch Manning is starting next year. That means our season was a disappointment this year. Definitely, hundred percent. Here's the thing though, this team wins out, eight wins, potentially go to the conference championship game if West Virginia beats Kansas State. Texas wins out. We are in the Big Twelve oh championship game, and if they win that, that's nine and three. Yeah, then you get to go to a bowl game, a pretty good bowl game. If you win that game, that's ten and three. Four. There's no way ten and four. Yeah, before no, no, no. Yeah. Best best way best record we can have is nine wins, nine and four. Sorry, four. you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Which would be over the eight and a half that we were projected at the beginning right. of the season that so, we all took over. Of course, by no means is that a failure. It's not especially a if you win the Big Twelve championship game. Sure, then yeah, which will... is with insights to give this the quick breakdown there. If Kansas State goes to West Virginia and loses, and the Texas football team wins out against Kansas, Kansas and, and then Baylor, Baylor um, then we would be playing TCU once again and and get another crack at them. I just and if that's the case. I do not want TCU to go all the way, but <laughs> right, I was of course. last week when we played Kansas State. I was in a group text. And there was one guy in the group text who was getting ragged on because he was saying that that win, albeit we won, and great, we beat, we go into Manhattan, beat the number thirteen team. Bijan had an amazing day, which he gave the guy twelve touches after he goes for two, whatever. And one of the guys in the group text, not negative, but was not fully satisfied with the win because the, we, the way we played in the second half, and everyone was ragging on him, and I think. That was unfair because now we go to this week where we're, we're riding the high. We're riding the high of game day. We're ranked We're ranked in the college football nighttime playoff. Game. Nighttime we're game. Favored in the game. Favored. We beat, we beat Kansas State, like I said. And everyone's riding this high that 
was deserved but not earned because we came out flat in the second half offensively of that game. And when we come out flat, it hurts the defense because the defense is on the field more frequently and longer. Complimentary football, we say it all the time. And yeah, an 8-4, and 9-4 win season, the best case scenario would be unbelievable. To me, honestly, like it's still not good enough. I know we won five games last year, but the way we lose these games, like coin flip a couple moments, couple changes in the game script, and we could be undefeated. And that's why, to me, I, I, I can't be here. I can't sit here and be like, all right, well, we're better than last year. Yeah, we were supposed to be better than last year. Last year was a complete like bomb. It was a bomb. We bombed last year. It was a failure beyond. We, it was we a may have to failure. just you know accept the fact that we're cursed. That no. someone for, someone forgot to take Madame Zeroni up the mountain. No, and they cursed our family. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. But like, I, yeah, I mean, I I look at this. This game was once again best defensive game I've seen in a long but time. But offensively, execution from the players and coaching as well. It's a it's a tandem, right? It, the, the two go together. I mean, I look at, we were one for 13 on third downs. You know why we were one for 13? Because on first and second down, we were not getting enough yards to put ourselves in a position where it was easy to get past the sticks. Yeah. And, I, and then I look at what they were able to do. And yes, our defense played fantastic. But Miller averaged six and a half yards per carry. He he did he not go. He did run. not go. I know, but he did not go down easy between one and two yards past the line of scrimmage. He at least was getting four or five almost every single time, especially thought, late in the game. I thought our guys on the outside contained incredibly well when they threw to the bubbles, when they threw to the flats. Our guys tackled tremendously, yeah, well, and obviously eighteen tackles for losses. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, and and we pressured Still. and we pressured the QB really really well. Yeah, but it's just like that's like a simple simple football thing where it's like if you can get five on first. Yeah. It makes it so much easier, and I we got we were just pass happy, and it was unfortunate. Like, and how many attempts did Quinn have? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven attempts, and only three guys. Had, and only three guys caught passes, and we only had the ball for twenty-two minutes. It's crazy. They, oh they, yeah, well, duh. You have, you went nineteen of thirty-seven. <clears throat> they outpossessed us by fifteen minutes because you're killing the clock every time he throws an incompletion. Of course, of course, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's really. It's really simple. Like, but that's what happened in the OK State game. We the game. How? What? What was your biggest takeaway? De- texting us during that game, the OK State game. I, long I, game. I blocked it out. Oh yeah, long, long game, game. super because, long. Because all we're doing on these drives is killing the clock. When you kill the clock, you allow the team to get back. You keep you keep the door open for the team that was down in this case, in that case, or sorry, in the Oklahoma State case to get back in the game. But for the TCU situation. By the time the, where he's getting these chunk plays in the end of the game, like you're talking about, Toss, like our defense was gassed. Oh yeah, I used to play Madden like competitively, like in ranked play. Yeah, and my strategy would always be drain the clock while I'm on offense. Like there's a there's a selection button where you can literally drain the clock all the way down to like zero almost before you run the play. So every single play doesn't matter what quarter I was in would be that and to run the ball. So that guy would literally have like one opportunity to really score i'd have like one possession <laughs> no the but entire that's, half. Yeah. one of no, the best of course, madden players in the world that's mad the ball that's madden but like in football time of possession is huge keeping Bro. your defense fresh controlling the game when you control the game when you control the clock you have the biggest advantage De- derrick henry on the titans like like tannell's fine they just run the football 
Adrian Peterson ran for 2,000 yards with, like, what, Chris, was a quarterback, Christian Ponder, Gus Farot? I don't even remember yeah. the year he won MVP, and they went to the playoffs. And guess what? That team's defense has the best defensive third down stop rate in the NFL because a lot of the times they're fresh. They're fresh. Yeah. And clearly our guys certified fresh <laughs> on round tomatoes. <laughs> Shout, Shout out Mark Ellis. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's just, it makes a difference when it's, a th- they let up three points in the first half. They played tremendous. And it's just, it's a shame that our, our offense didn't give us a better crack at winning this game. Obviously it's a really savvy TCU game. I think like we talked with Quan about, you know, what this means, Gary Patterson, like what this means for our team, this being a more pressure game for TCU than it was for Texas. But we didn't really talk about Sonny Dykes and like what this game meant to him. He's a great coach. He's a great coach. He also has history with the Texas football program too. Like they yep. have Jared Wiley on their team. Like this is, this is a team yeah, that uh, but they're, they're trying to go to the playoff. For I mean, sure. Like this, for a, sure. this is huge. Every game for and, them is big. And when you're, and you have to be focused and you have to be disciplined and, and that they were. And, I hope we get another crack at them. And obviously, yeah. we got to take care There's of business. There's recruits the next there, too. Week. There's recruits there, too, that TCU can go after. Definitely. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Listen, um, I, I think it's probably not going to happen this season about Sark taking a step down and not calling the plays. But all these losses translate from the offense. I think defense does enough in every single one of the losses that we've had so far. You look at the Bama game, you look at the Oklahoma State game, you look at the Tech game, you look at this game. Like, our defense played a pretty good job. Yeah. Oklahoma State, we tech tech too. I felt like, yeah, but they they're gonna get theirs. You know, they, right. they were great. I mean, we'll talk about the we'll preview the can yeah. Well, I, I just will say we'll preview the Kansas game like early, later on this week. I don't think that they're gonna stop letting him call the play. I don't think he's gonna stop calling the plays this season. But it's gonna be a good look in the mirror for next season. Okay, I got to get my guy who knows my system, who knows my philosophy, who knows our players, who knows our scheme. And have that guy focus on the play call so I can just manage the game. I can manage my players. I can get our guys to focus. I can motivate them. Because at halftime, there's no way Sark is spending a lot of time with the defense. He's going over to the offense and just running over X's and O's the entire time. And that's think, not what a head coach is supposed to do. I mean, sure. But like he needs to, if he is doing that, he's not doing a good enough job of it either. So he's, not, he's A, like not doing what a head coach is supposed to do. And if that if, if, what your, if your assumption is correct, and B, he's not even doing a good enough job at that because the adjustments are terrible. That's what I'm trying to say. Like He has more time to focus on being a head coach when he lets yeah. the offense go. Yeah. yeah. And, and who knows what How that d- game looks like if it were in Fort Worth instead of at DKR. Does Jim Harbaugh call the plays? No. Does Saban call the plays? No. Does Franklin call the plays? No. Like, the best college coaches don't. Ryan Day, does he call the plays? Only, I don't think so. Only he might. O- only the one that does Lincoln. is Lincoln. Whatever. And he still hasn't won a championship yet. Sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm really just worried. Of, I mean, I guess the play call, more so the play execution. The play the play call, whatever. The play execution, there's a lot of drop. There's a couple drop passes and a lot of missed deep balls. Lack of focus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who are like, you know, lights are too bright. True, like football. Savants, especially like quarterback gurus, yeah, are starting to come out of the woodwork and say like, Quinn is incredibly undisciplined in the pocket. The way that his, yes, he he can throw with great arm angles, but a lot of times like he doesn't need to. Right, he's too or cool for school sometimes. He's to, right, he's trying to make this the sexy play, and a lot of times <laughs> it's just an easy checkdown or it's an easy across the middle read or whatever it is. But he's immature. Um, you know what I want to see? Yeah, he's young. Next season, obviously, like this season's. Not a wash, but what are we going to look to next season for all these adjustments? Cut the mullet. 
like cut the mullet Dumb cut the too. beard focus don't be this this personality don't be this mullet guy just focus on football don't sure get your nil money get your bag because whatever that's that's good money but don't worry about anything else outside of football i completely agree just I said cut the focus ball the on throwing the ball because there's a guy coming up sniffing that ass who might take your job next season yeah and he does not play around i mean you've Look, got man if i'm He's I'm throwing us I, out of two games. Also, how about this? Cut if, that shit. If I'm Hudson Card, and I see that this is what's happening right now, and I'm the type of guy that loves t- Texas football, which Hudson also grew up a UT football fan, I want to do whatever it takes to put my team on the map to keep winning games, right. to get us to the Big 12 championship, to get us to the college football playoff. Like, it, we very well could see a three-horse race coming into next next offseason. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. if, uh, if Quinn in the Kansas game starts going down this rabbit hole again where he's throwing us out of it, I would love to see Hudson. Yep. And we'll talk about that Kansas game with Quan. We'll talk about the Gonzaga game also coming up on Wednesday oh, yeah. with Men's Hoops. Hoops. Moody Center. Um, if it's anything like Quan was saying, we're going to pack it, pack it loud. Unfortunate loss. Hopefully we bounce back with the win, go to 7-4, and four, and I, hopefully West Virginia somehow beats Kansas State. Horns up, Talking Texas Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.